Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. Ah, I love a good train wreck. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Barry, coming to you Tuesday, May 17th. Beautiful day here in the state of Tennessee, which was the location of the Nashville Elite 11 Regional on Sunday. Grayson Weir and I were both out there in attendance. If you did not see us on Twitter, posting updates, live videos, shots of the happenings at the Regional at Lipscomb Academy, but... uh. Hell of a showing for Ole Miss commit Marcel Reed. We'll get into that here shortly. And then in the second segment, we will talk about 2024 Ole Miss target Walker White. He was also in attendance and uh, fared quite well, to say the least. So, Grayson, good morning. How are we doing? Doing well, Zach. It's another uh, gorgeous day here, but dealing with a little bit of a a sunburn here. Lost a, a great battle to Ray Baker on Sunday. I you brought the sunscreen over. I neglected to put it on, and I'm I'm paying the price here on on this Tuesday morning. You know, typically we start off these shows and we talk a lot about the weather. Um, <laughs> Going to talk about uh, skincare regimens here, and you know, I've I've battled the sun for 34 years, and I finally have succumbed to that battle. Uh, I've gotten to where when I play golf not only because I found some comfortable pairs of pants, I elect to wear pants barring it just being triple digits. And it's just a no goat just so I don't have to worry about my legs getting sunburned because there is nothing worse than the backs of your legs getting sunburned, having to sit down. Absolutely. Especially when it's sticky season, you sit down on a leather couch and your, your thighs stick to the, Stick to it as you stand up, but it's not Ray, good. Ba- Ray Baker won this round. It's not good. Um, I, I made a uh, another veteran call uh, on the way to the Elite 11 Regional. Swung by Walgreens, grabbed a pair of like $6 sunglasses. Uh, also went with the hat, too. That's crucial because you don't want to get your scalp sunburned either. Um, so I had a lot, of, a lot of coverage on the face. And then, yeah, reapplied halfway mark. Um, it was good. So, all right, let's get into it. Nobody cares about us being sunburned. Um, <laughs> on three consensus, four-star Marcel Reed was in attendance. He obviously just made the quick trip down the road. Um, you and I were both kind of meandering around the field throughout the day, uh, standing around different counselors. You had, you know, Quincy Avery's obviously out there. Um, Devin Gardner was out there working with them. Uh, Brian Stumpf. Uh, Trent Dilfer was out there, but he was kind of hanging off in the back doing some uh, some covert um, observations and, and analysis. Um, but I heard a lot of good buzz, a lot of good things about Marcel Reed. Several times heard, you know, quote, best rep of the day or 
I like that. You know, a lot of stuff like that. Um, and, and look, you can you can back me up on this. This isn't a camp or a competition setting where everybody's getting patted on the back. I, I mean, I, I mentioned Devin Gardner, the former Michigan quarterback, was out there. I mean, he was ragging people if they were running the drill wrong, if they did not make a good throw. I mean, this isn't like you're you're hey, you sign up and everybody comes out here and gets a you know, gets a, a Gatorade and a towel and a hat. I mean, no, this was a competition. It was uh, very competitive, uh, not just with the players, but with the uh, the counselors and the coaches as well. Yeah, and I think that was actually very valuable from a, a media observer standpoint um, because on two sides, there's two sides to like, particularly Devin Gardner, two sides to what he was doing. He was giving the guys like Nico – I'm Aleva, obviously the number two quarterback in the class. Um, well, number three, depends on where you look. But anyway, he would give Nico a hard time because he expects the most out of Nico. And then on the flip side of things, the guys who didn't do the drill right, like you said, or whatever, he would just skip their rep. You know, he didn't have time for any nonsense. He wanted people to listen up. He didn't want people to ask questions. There was at one point where um, one of the people in one of the drills that Devin Gardner was running you know, he explained the drill and then one of the, the guys, one of the quarterbacks in line asked a question and Gardner said, are you the only one with the question? And, and looked around to the rest of the group and he said, well, then that seems like a you thing and moved on. So he was no nonsense. And I think that was really valuable for not only like their development as players, because, you know, you'd rather someone tell you how it is than lift you up and tell you you're great when that's not the reality. But I, it was really valuable to see I have not played quarterback at the university of Michigan. Devin Gardner has. So he was able to provide a lot of insight into where I would see a throw. And I would think that, Oh, you know, that looked okay. He would either say, Oh, that was terrible. Or, Oh, that was amazing. And for what, something that I missed or didn't understand or didn't see. um, And having his insight was extremely valuable, particularly when it came to uh, Marcel Reed and, and, and some of the other guys we'll get into. It was a, a, a nice day for Marcel Reed, not only just the competition, but he was able to really showcase his skill set in a big way because a lot of the drills that they do are a little unorthodox. Um, they, I, I believe I heard them referred to as high stress, um, high expectation drills, um, stuff that, that isn't your, you know, they're not, they're doing a lot of the, okay, three-step drop, throw the out. Five-step drop, throw the comeback. They're doing that. But they're also teaching them how to deke a defensive end that's crashing down and reverse your field and then gather yourself and throw back across the field to a tight end that's sitting in a soft spot in the zone. Um, so they're doing a little bit of everything. And, and with Marcel Reed's skill set and his athleticism, you know, he's a two-sport guy. He's an all-state basketball player. He's got good feet. That was something that I know Quincy Avery praised him on. Devin Gardner really liked him, especially rolling to his left. Typically for a right-hander, that's a tough throw to make. But the drills that they were going through, um, you know, I saw your your tweet that, you know, Devin Gardner, you know, loved his twitch. He liked the, the twitchy oh. nature of his game. Um, and then Quincy Avery, you know, they were working the cones and then throwing to the back corner. And he said that was the best uh, rep he had seen all day. It was definitely a 
a competition almost like to where if you had to make something that was catered to the skill set of Marcel Reed and what he brings to Ole Miss, um, it was essentially the perfect day for him. Yeah, and admittedly, now there's there, I don't think there's any bias when I say this. Uh, I mean, I obviously spent most of my day um, following Reed around, but but I I really do think that he. Not, I'm not going to use the word robbed because the the three guys who got the invite to the Elite 11 final were very much deserving of them. Um, I but think Marcel two were deserving. Who would you say? Who would you say wouldn't? So it was Avery Johnson, Brock Glenn, and, and Nico Amaleva. For those who don't know, were the three that that got the invite. Who who did you say wouldn't make it? Uh, I didn't think Nico looked very good. Oh, I actually no. Okay, so I agree. Um, but he, he's he's Nico, so he's going to get that invite. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was it was it was what we talked about, uh, you know, last month with with Arch. He could have shown up in Baton Rouge and thrown for twenty minutes, and we got the invite. Right. Uh, Nico was sloppy, man. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, I know. I heard some some people say he was under the weather. I don't know if that was he had a cold, or maybe the the heat got to him. Um, somebody might need to remind him that Tennessee is in the same state as Nashville. Um, so the heat's <laughs> going to be there, but, um, and, and I'm not going to sit here and say that he was terrible. He obviously flashed, um, the pro day, the pro day, uh, drill looked very good. Stationary throwing. I, I was talking to a guy that was there that, um, a former college coach that said that he, he's just, he's just still so raw. Yeah. You could see it. Um, and, and one thing he said that, you know, is not – I guess it's coach speak, but you don't hear people say it a lot. But he was he was saying that he still – he looks like he's not comfortable with his stroke. And by his stroke, meaning, you know, his, his arm motion, his release. Um, you know, he, he's, he's got some Mahomes to him where he wants to throw from all different kinds of arm slots and angles and running. You know, he, he's an athletic kid <clears> – <throat> an athletic kid, you know, obviously a – an all-state volleyball player, so he's super talented. But, um, but yeah, it just, it just got a little sloppy. I think you can tell that he's relied on his athletic ability and just raw talent for his whole life. Um, and, and, look, this is also, a, a, you know, attributed to the environment and what we've already talked about with this, with this camp setting. They're not going to take it easy on you because you're Mr. Five Star and you're wearing Prada sunglasses. I mean, they don't care. Um, he made a bad throw, and they would say it was a bad throw. I mean, I heard – I don't remember who it was, but somebody after a he had a missed throw, and, and they said that that was shit. So, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for, you know, a quarterback competition to vouch for as, you know, uh, no nonsense, I mean, it's Elite 11. I mean, they're, they're not going to accept mediocrity no matter who you are, but – yeah, I mean, I thought Brock Glenn was tremendous. He, I, he was my pick as a guy that was going to get an invite. Um, Avery Johnson, he was good. I, I didn't think he was outstanding, but he was solid all day, made all the good throws, um, showed some impressive footwork. Uh, he's a guy that I think is also very raw, but he had a better day than Nico. But, but yeah, um, not to cut you off after I do this whole diatribe here, but, yeah, I thought that, he got the uh, he got the invite on name alone. 
Oh, definitely. And and we knew that was going to be the case, especially when Nico showed up in the black car and, you know, all that stuff. But I mean, on the flip side of that, I, I think Marcel Reed did enough to get an invite. I, I, I was actually pretty surprised that he didn't. I mean, I guess you have to limit it. Um, and Avery Johnson definitely deserved one. Um, it, he's a very good player who's going to throw his way into um, some pretty awesome offers. I, th- I think he's going to be a name to watch over the next couple of months, but I thought Marcel did, you know, hung out, hung with the top guys. And I was a little bit surprised that um, he didn't get the nod or at least a waiver or flyer to get in there. I don't know if it was his size or if I wasn't, you know, maybe I saw things differently. I don't think so though. Marcel looked really good all day. I, I will say of all of the quarterbacks there, especially in the class of 2023 he was in the they kind of for those who weren't there they kind of had it separated into class of 2023 kind of the top guys so nico's group and marcel was in that group and then they had the class of 2023 kind of some of the maybe other guys um brock glenn being one that threw through uh himself into a finals invite from that kind of lesser group if you will um and then they did the same thing for 24 and 25, but I thought Marcel Reed of the elite class of 2023 group was had the most zip on the ball out of anyone there. And I, I don't think it was even close of, I, I don't know what the exact term would be. Um, you might, but maybe not. Or if I don't even know if there is one, but I'm going to go with RPMs, like just like rotations per minute on the football. I mean, when, when Marcel Reed got that ball out of his hand, that ball was like spinning, spinning, and it was on a perfect spiral on a rope every single time. I think I saw, I didn't stay the whole time you did. Um, but of the two, three hours that I was there, I didn't see Marcel make more than one bad throw. He made one bad throw where he kind of tripped over his feet and had to recover and tried to connect and threw it just a little bit too far to the sideline. But other than that one throw, I did not see Marcel make a bad throw all day. And I mean that in every single drill, um, Devin Gardner, they were running this one drill that is kind of hard to explain unless you can see, go check it out on Twitter um, or in, or on, on three almost spirit. Um, you know, you wrote that article about him yesterday, but it, it was this drill where they, kind of force them to constantly, you know, change direction, just back, forth, front, left, right, back, forth, front, left, right. And then they had to roll out to their left. And then, like you said, Marcel made that throw back across his body. Devin Gardner loved what he was doing there. He ran it, went through the drill three different times. Um, and on all three instances on the first one, Devin Gardner said, Ooh, who's that? And he goes, okay, Reed, I see you on the second one. He goes, is that that Reed kid again? And then on the third rep, which is the one you can see on my Twitter or on the, the article that you wrote yesterday, Devin said that that was the best that he saw of that group. And that group was an elite group. It had Josh McCowan's kid, it had Nico, and then Marcel was the, the name that stood out. And I was a little bit surprised that he didn't get that, that invite. I, I understand maybe he's not the, you know, the, the best quarterback in the class. He's not a Nico, he's not an Arch, whatever but I thought he really did enough to get his invite. He looked really good. And, and I'm not just saying that, you know, as a fan or as an analyst who covers all Miss, I say that with, you know, just, just straight calling it how I see it. I thought Marcel looked awesome. His deep ball 
was soaring. He dropped an incredible deep ball right to the corner of the end zone. His receiver had to like just get up a little bit, pull it in. It was right on where the on the other side of where the defensive back would be. Um, he he was dropping a perfect corner route on the the end zone. He looked really good. And for Ole Miss fans, you know the whole Jaden Rashada thing. We're not going to get all that much into today. That he's going to Florida now. Um, there's probably some NIL involved. Ole Miss might not, you know, end up in that mix when all is said and done. That's okay because Marcel Reed looked awesome. And we've said it before and we'll say it again. You know, once he gets to the collegiate level, he needs to put on about 15, 20 pounds. Um, but he will. And he's going to be a lot better than his star rating would indicate or his um you know, analysts or scouts and recruiting coordinators would typically see uh, just because, as we've said before, his high school doesn't throw the ball that much. Um, so when he gets the chance to throw in a, a, a difficult, a very, very difficult setting like the Elite 11 on Saturday, he looked really good. His arm motion's fluid. He's got a lot of, um, he's got a good good head on his shoulders in that he he knows where he is at all times. He's aware of his surroundings. He's aware of his body. He's aware of his receivers. Um, I, I could not, truly could not speak more highly of Marcel Reed's day on Sunday at Elite 11. And I, I was surprised. I guess it's just a matter of numbers. Maybe he was just, you know, the last one out. Um, he, I think he, he did enough. I think he threw just as good, if not better than Brock Glenn. And I thought he threw as well as Avery Johnson, but Avery Johnson, I think, just ultimately got maybe that last spot because um, he's a guy that came in with a lesser name um, and maybe he surprised a lot of the coaches there, um, unlike Marcel Reed, who everyone knows can throw. So maybe Avery Johnson got that bump just because it was more unexpected because Marcel Reed went in there. and Quincy Avery said that he had the best rep of the day. Devin Gardner said that he had the best rep of his day. Uh, Trent Dilfer at one point came over and like shook his hand and said that was a great throw. So in a setting that was very difficult and very honest and, and really you could tell who was elite and who wasn't, uh, Marcel Reed looked elite to me. Um, he was on the money all day, really tight with his spiral and, and really found um, – just had a fantastic day. And, and, and I really was surprised that he didn't, he didn't get that nod. I don't know why I didn't see the, you know, the numbers behind it or anything. Um, I don't know what the coaches evaluate. Maybe he, you know, messed up on one thing early in the day that, you know, cost him the rest of his afternoon or whatever. I don't know. He looked great. He looked really, really, really good. I know Dilfer mentioned it when they were wrapping things up that last year they had such a good regional in Nashville. They came back and uh, extended some invites. So they did say that there's a shot because, you know, they obviously have to leave enough slots open for the remaining two regionals that right. I, uh, DC and there's, there's two left, and one is one is Washington D.C., and I can't remember where the other one is. Um, but yeah, so they extended three offers. Um, 
and he did say if they don't see it from the guys in the final two stops, then they'll come back and look at some other regionals. They have everything. I mean, they had, you know, 39 cameras out there. So they're filming everything. So they have the, you know, everything's on tape. So they'll come back and evaluate. So it could very well be that Marcel Reed gets an invite um, after the final two stops are done and before the, uh, the finals in LA at the end of June. Um, so, but yeah, regardless, he had a great day. Um, and, uh, I think, uh, he was happy with it. I mean, he said as much afterwards that he felt he did enough. He was cool with that, you know, and then you, you, you mentioned, you know, gaining some weight. Uh, he, he's very aware that he needs to gain weight. He mentioned <laughs> yeah. that and kind of laughed when we were talking afterwards that that's kind of his focus now is getting with his teammates, getting ready for his senior season, trying to put on some weight and, um, trying to also recruit some guys to come join him in the 23 class. So um, we're going to take our first break here. When we come back, we're going to talk some 2024. A um, lot of talent that was out there. One in particular uh, that Ole Miss is after Walker White. We will talk about him. So hang tight. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. From weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild in South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all that more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. The show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris, and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. The show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoysia fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. 
You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Barry, Grayson, we're with you here. Nashville Elite 11 regional, regional recap. Talked enough Marcel Reed in the first segment. Um, we're going to talk some Walker White. Did a story on him. Uh, spoke with him after uh, the day. They are obviously not handing out invites to a finals because he's an underclassman. Um, but if they were, probably would have snagged one. Uh, I think he... And C.J. Carr were probably the two 24s that stood out the most. Uh, C.J. Carr, the grandson of former Michigan head coach Lloyd Carr. I don't know if you knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, He was out there. He had a fantastic day. I think he had the best – maybe the best pro day score uh, when you kind of run through the gauntlet of, like, every pro day throw. I think Trent Dilfer said that it was the best score they've had so far on tour. Wow. Um, he had a great day. And uh, Walker White, the other one, probably the 224s that stood out the most to me when I talked with other guys that were there, whether that be guys from on three, 247. Um, a lot of people were talking about Walker White. Um, you and I think um, that he is Ole Miss's number one target in 2024. I know uh, Ben Garrett of the Ole Miss Spirit and on three thinks the same. Uh, and then I've had several sources that uh, say that the staff is very, very high on him. But um, what did you think of uh, the big fellow on Sunday? He's big. <laughs> he's a really big dude. Uh, he's listed can, can six confirm. 6'3", 215. Um, I think he's probably closer to 6'3", 220. Um, that makes him the second biggest quarterback in this class, the Dylan Riola guy who just committed to Ohio State. Um, he's a thick boy. He, he's he's a bigger bigger than Walker White, but my God, Walker White's a massive dude. I mean, his legs are the size of my head. Um, he looks great. I, I think he, like you said, CJ Carr looked really really good. Um, I'm curious to see if he ends up at Michigan like his grandpa or if he ends up at Notre Dame. But of the guys that Ole Miss are interested, Walker White really stood out. He he was effortless is the word that I'll use with him. I, I think he's not necessarily the most almost, – almost on the opposite end of a Marcel Reed to where Marcel Reed was really quick getting out of the pocket. He's really twitchy. He's really um, fast getting the ball out of his hands. 
Walker White's more felt more of like a traditional pocket guy to me. But with that being said, for someone who is 6'3", 220, he could move. I mean, he, he was avoiding the pressure in the pocket during one of the drills. He was able to roll out and, and still set his feet, uh, get the ball off. But I was really impressed with just how, how fluid and natural it comes to him um, in terms of his motion. It's just a quick release, uh, not, not too much of a you know, wind up, which you'll see with some of the bigger guys before they get to the collegiate level. They'll, they'll wind up a little bit and try to really push and chuck the ball deep, um, not walk right. It's just a fluid motion, straight back, straight forward. And he looked really good. Um, I'd be curious to see him in a game setting. I haven't watched as much tape on him as I have some of the other guys. Um, Cause I could just, I, I would be curious to see what it's like when, you know, the pocket does collapse and he's forced to get outside and all that. But based on everything we saw on Sunday, um, I mean, I haven't seen guys like Julian Sain throw in person and Jaden Davis and Elijah Browns of the world, some of those top five guys um, in the country and in the class. But Walker White's someone who I think could quickly become my favorite quarterback in the class of 2024. Uh, and I think to have him atop the board now is interesting because he's not considered a quote-unquote top 10 guy in his class. And that's okay. You know, Ole Miss, we've talked about this before, and Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin in particular doesn't really care what your star rating is, doesn't really care where you're from, who you know, all that stuff. They care about talent, and Walker White, Walker White is a, a very talented dude. You know, I, I, talk, I talked with him – uh, earlier this year when he got the offer from Ole Miss, um, was obviously very excited. Uh, and, and being from Little Rock, being from Arkansas, I, I was interested to get his thoughts on um, the Razorbacks, who uh, I think they have offered now. At the time, they had yet to offer. So I know a lot, you know, a lot, everybody kind of plays this game in recruiting with, with in-state schools, especially with like Alabama. Where it's like, oh, like Alabama and Auburn haven't offered. Like, oh, you're probably not very good. Or, oh, just wait till the in-state schools extend the offer because then it'll change. And I don't know if you remember this, but you, you can you can read it at, at OM Spirit at On Three. Um, but when I interviewed him and I asked him, you know, I was like, hey, like, you know, where's Ar- where do things stand with Arkansas? They haven't offered yet, but what do you think of Sam Pittman and that staff? And and he said, quote, I'm going to go wherever best fits me. An offer from Arkansas is just another offer. I'm interested in the school if they're interested in me. So it wouldn't mean anything extra special to be offered by them. So that was a pretty mature response from someone who was just finishing up his sophomore season. Um, and, and I don't think there was any ill will in the quote. Um, you know, it was over the phone. I couldn't see him. But, I mean, I think he was just being honest. Like, he's trying to find the best place for him regardless of where it is, and he's not going to – you know, lean towards Arkansas because he's from Little Rock. Um, and then another quote that was in that interview that was, which I thought, again, was a very mature approach to the process, but he said that um, the quarterback coach of Virginia, uh, he said he told me to have an idea of where I want to go by the time I'm a junior, so I might know or commit by the end of my junior season. And uh, when I talked to him on Sunday, basically 
echoed that, said that um, he's wanting to uh, have a decision made um, at the end of his junior season or at the very latest, the start of his senior season. He said, quote, it's important for other prospects in my class to see which quarterback is going where so they can make their decisions. So I think that's that's a pretty honest and mature approach from a kid knowing how it works. I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting elements to that quote, to, to well, multiple quotes, but, you know, knowing that for the most part, classes are built around quarterbacks. I mean, I, I think it's quarterbacks in front seven. But knowing, you know, kind of what's at stake for him and he's the quarterback, he needs to pick a school and then start to try to build around it. I thought that was interesting that he said that, but um, we're going to take our uh, our final break and then we'll close up shop talking a little bit about uh, Walker White and his day and, and where we think things go from here with him and Ole Miss. So hang tight. We'll be right back. Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7, 365. You can reach them via phone at 901 754 6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at BluffCityAdvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Barry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Barry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around. Give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we are back here on Not Committed, closing up the Tuesday show here. We were just talking about Walker White. Um, you know, a lot of the things he said on Sunday, um, I, I, I said as much on the board in the, uh, daily thread, I think Ole Miss leads and I I don't think it's particularly close right now. Um, he said he talks to the staff every day. Uh, you can, you can see all the quotes, you can read everything. Um, 
in the uh, story that I posted. But, but yeah, he said Ole Miss talks to him every single day. They've shown a ton of interest, um, and they seem to be on him. He uh, he's scheduled to visit Oxford this weekend. Um, I don't know if this is this is going to be anything, you know, like an early commitment or anything like that. I, I, I don't think that's the case at all. But I think for someone to be this interested in Ole Miss this early heading into the junior season. And I think that um, he kind of senses that he's Ole Miss's guy and he might, uh, you know, like Marcel Reed did, might want to go ahead and snag that spot, claim that spot in the 24 class as Ole Miss's quarterback. Yeah. And you, you said it already. Um, he's looking to commit early. And if the earlier, you know, a recruit wants to commit, that typically speaks to where things currently stand. Um, obviously, if you don't know where you're going to go, the decision takes longer. If you know where you're going to go, the decision is a lot easier and can be made a lot quicker and a lot sooner. And I, I think the fact that he is looking to commit around this time next year, give or take, maybe even earlier, um, speaks a lot to where Ole Miss stands, where he stands. And I think there is mutual interest. I think there is a mutual understanding that it's his guy or it's his spot if he wants it. And I think he's interested in taking it. Um, I, I think he'd be an outstanding addition to any quarterback room, but for Ole Miss, it would be uh a very interesting situation to where you'd have a almost two opposite guys in Walker White and Marcel Reed battling it out. Uh, real quick, uh, Jake Merklinger was also there in Nashville this weekend. He's another class of 2024 guy with an Ole Miss offer. Mm-hmm. He didn't look as good um, necessarily as Walker White, who really, really stood out. But Merklinger showed flashes. Um, the, hair, I, the hair looked good. Yes, the hair did look good. Um, I, I think if Walker White wants to just go ahead and make sure he gets that spot, it's his to take. And I, I think all signs are pointing towards that coming to fruition, um, which means then a guy like Jake Merklinger would likely move on to another offer. And I think that's okay if you go and get a guy like Walker White, who really stood out on Saturday. Um, and will continue to get better as he plays out his senior season, as he continues to hit the weight room. Um, I, I would say as of this moment, he's a heavy almost lean, and I, I, I think that will continue to be the case. I'm trying to think of a comp, and I, I'm drawing a blank on – who Walker White reminds me of, but it's, and you can see it in the tweets and in the pictures. It's hard to, I mean, he's huge. I don't think he's 215. I think he's probably closer to 225. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of. I mean, honestly. Is is Blake Bortles a weird, a weird uh, person? He might almost be too big for Walker White. Well, I mean, yeah, height-wise, I mean, I thought Walker White looked like he moved a little better than Bortles, but um, 
I'll think of it and maybe we'll talk about it on Thursday or I'll put it on the board. But yeah, I, I just the way he moved in the drills, he reminded me of someone and I'm drawing a complete blank, but um, yeah, I, I mean, just, just polished in every way. The feet were tremendous for someone that's not even a junior in high school yet. And then the arms, the arm talent is, is there in spades. Um, He's a strong dude. But yeah, so uh, he'll be in town. Uh, Oklahoma State, TCU are, are really coming after him hard. Um, and again, you know, kind of back to his quote, when I talked with him, didn't mention Arkansas. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, Ole Miss uh, assistants, Dane Stevens, Seth Dagey, Charlie Weiss. He says he has a call with Charlie Weiss every week, um, just talking offense, talking ball. So a uh, lot of a uh, lot of pieces on the staff are, are in uh, in the mix here and, and working and uh, recruiting him. So I think that that is pretty telling. But um, last thing here, looking at the uh, the testing, uh, so they give them a spark rating. They go through all the you know vertical shuttle 40 all that good stuff um walker walker white had the highest spark rating of any uh 24 guy that was there uh he had a 100.29 um so that's pretty solid to be right up there with uh with some uh 23 guys so um if that tells you anything uh he did measure in at six three and a half two seventeen um <laughs> i don't know man that that is a heavy, solid 217 that I saw on Sunday. Um, yeah, all compact, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have coverage of him this weekend um, as he will be in Oxford. I'm sure I'll talk to him on Sunday or Monday after he wraps up his visit. Uh, anything else before we head out? Thank you guys for listening. Continue to stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at GSunJW, at Zach underscore Barry, and stick with Ole Miss spirit on three for anything and everything. Ole Miss recruiting. All right. That's going to do it for the Tuesday edition. Like he said, stay locked in. Tons of coverage. It's never going to slow down ever. I don't care what month it is. Recruiting is always happening. Uh, Like, subscribe, leave a review. Podcast will be back on Thursday. We'll talk more quarterbacks, I'm sure. And we will preview uh, what could be a busy weekend for the Ole Miss staff in Oxford. So until next time, for Grayson, I'm Zach. We out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.